This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Just two days left. Woohoo! Yeah, baby. All right, so here we go. So uh, do you remember when Tucker Carlson interviewed Trump? And there was, um, you know, yep, quite an audience. It was... It was pretty big. So in the interview, Tucker asked a pretty interesting question. He said, well, I'll just play it for you. Let me see here. What this, would you do for a Klondike bar? Mm. This is right here. It started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left. And then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. I mean, the next stage is is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You know, I have a I have a cardiologist I go to, and he's really old, but he's one of those guys that likes to read Civil War books and all that okay. stuff. Gave me a whole lecture yesterday for free in, in the in the waiting room about uh, how bad things were in the past, and it's been like two or three times in recorded history of the United States and our existence where things were as corrupt as they are now, only of course in a smaller scale. Right. But he talked about the brutality and how what's happening now is maybe a little worse, but not that much different from back then. And we have people now, like this guy I'm going to play for you in just a second, Representative Daniel Goldman of New York, that have no problem with assassinating a president. I mean, Smokestack tells us all the time about the CIA and John F. Kennedy. I'm just saying, man, they still won't release those files. Even after everyone involved has passed away, there's no reason not to, they still won't release anything that's already not redacted. I mean, just a little tidbit about the John F. Kennedy assassination. Uh, remember, there's one thing I didn't know, and again, this doctor who's just he's a cool guy, he uh, told me, he goes, you know, back then, um, Kennedy wanted to stop the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after he was assassinated, Lyndon B. Johnson, who took over for him, Sent 250,000 more troops to Vietnam and reinstated everything that Kennedy took away. Yeah, they were trying to start a bunch of wars. Then Bobby Kennedy wanted to stop the Vietnam War. He dead. And then Martin Luther King wanted to start stop the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. He dead. And there's a whole thing at the Civil Rights Museum, if you go to Memphis, Tennessee, about the conspiracy theory about the place across the street where the shooter was standing in the bathtub and how conveniently the morning of the shooting, every single first responder that was in the area got a schedule to be in another area of town so that if he needed any kind of emergency help, none was available. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good, well, the term conspiracy theory got invented because of JFK's mm-hmm. death. By 
by the because, CIA. Yep. But if you go to the... Just to discredit people, if that is an admission of guilt, I don't know what is. Yeah, if you go to the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, you can go through the room, you can go through everything, you can stand by the balcony, and then you go across the street, and you get to stand in the building, and there's blueprints and everything all there. You get to stand in the bathtub where the shooter was. Now, there's a other thing you need to know about people that are evil. They project their evil intent when you least expect it. They will say it because they have a, a system, well, it's, it's derived from their ego, where it's almost like you ever hear stories about burglars or somebody that kills somebody or something, and then they go brag about it in the neighborhood, and of course that makes them get arrested eventually. Put it on Facebook. Yeah, it's the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the day we're in now. But uh, people will tell you what they're thinking in their head sometimes, surely by excitement and ego-driven proudness. It's crazy, but Representative Dan Goldman gets on TV yesterday, and listen to what he says about Trump. His rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric. Now it is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Oh, really? Eliminated. Now, of course, the backlash was swift and uh, powerful, and he since has apologized. But he's telling you what he wants. He wants him assassinated. I love that he has the audacity to use the word inflammatory about Trump and then say he needs to be eliminated. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's all because of what Trump said last week. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Now, since He's you like, just oh, heard wait, that's me. You just heard Representative <laughs> Dan Goldman, would you qualify him as rodent vermin thug? Yeah. 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 He identified with that. Pretty interesting, huh? <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the media went along with the whole, uh, because he said vermin, he went along with the uh, whole, now let's call him Hitler. I think they're a little early for that. Hitler's usually reserved for, like, near the election, mm. but uh, because now it's got no power anymore. Oh. But the media, of course, had their meeting with the White House on Monday and spilled their Hitler all over the place. I, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that. I mean, that is Hitler-like language. Echoes Hitler. Echoes the language of Adolf Hitler. Echoing the hateful rhetoric of Adolf Hitler. Echoing Hitler's words. Just going full on Hitler. And the next step is extermination. That is extermination talk. Yeah. Thank you, talk. Joy Behar, you right. bloated hippo. They all got the same script, I see. So good things are happening in Argentina. I think of the South American, I just think of corruption, crime, mm -hmm. murder. Uh, finally, the young people of Argentina have had it up to here. Basta. So they elected a president much like Trump, only a little bit more intense. His name is uh, Javier Millet. He swept to victory. 55 points is what he scored over 47. The, uh, the guy that was president of Argentina immediately uh, said, see ya. But 55.7% of the vote, Millet thumped his rival. It was all about Argentina's going down the tubes. It's really interesting because let me tell you what he said here because it, it sounds familiar. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but here's what he said. Today begins the reconstruction of Art Argentina. Today begins the end of Argentina's decline, Millet said in his victory speech. The model of decadence has come to an end. There's no way back. Latin America's third biggest economy has suffered decades of 
crisis under interventionist governments, big on welfare, that resort to printing money to finance spending, mm. fueling inflation while borrowing heavily on only to default on their debt eventually. Malay is a 53-year-old economist with wild hair. And when I say wild hair, it makes Trump's look sedate. It makes Trump's look like Mike Johnson. It's wild. It's all over the place. Now, in a video that I saw, this is awesome. He's This is before he became president. He's campaigning, and he's got a whiteboard. On yeah. the whiteboard, he has, like we would have, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, minist- in there, it's called a ministry. Ministry of Diversity equality and inclusion. Oh, yeah, this is great. Uh, You know, street sweeper ministry. They had so many ministries. They waste so much money. It's like us. They got a bloated bureaucracy. All the money's being stolen. Yeah, you find a different crisis and you make an agency, which is another way to siphon money. We have to give money to this agency. What else? How do we solve this problem that we made up? So he's got all these uh, listed on a whiteboard and they're on like blue masking tape, the name of the ministry. So he goes along the uh, whiteboard and he says, afuera, which means I guess it's a like out. You're it doesn't out. translate directly, but it's just throw it out. You're out. Okay. So here we go. Ministerio de Turismo y Deporte, afuera. Ministerio de Cultura, afuera. Ministry of Culture, afuera. Out you go. Ministerio de Ambiente y Desarrollo Sostenible, afuera. Ministerio de las Mujeres y Género y Diversidad, afuera. Ministerio de Obras Públicas, afuera. Aunque te resistas. <laughs> he throws them all out. Now, he has a character he does when he was campaigning. He dressed as a superhero with a cape. No. Oh, really? Brown superhero. He's Mr. Spend. And it's a parody about what Argentina's been doing, what we're doing. Mm. Spend, spend, spend. Doesn't matter. Spend, spend, spend. Print more money. Spend, spend, spend. So he comes out and he sings a song as the superhero Spending Man. It's and spend and spend. This is our tax rule. And if income won't hold anymore, we will go to the central back and print more. Wow. (laughs) It's awesome, man. People love the guy. He really, he really has hit it off with everybody. So are we going to Argentina if the poop hits the fan here? It's going to take a little while. It's pretty Mm. corrupt. So uh, his alignment policy, this is the one that's going to get that's got everybody in the United States and our government all crazy mm. because and of course all the youth in our universities that are all pretty much communists well yeah <laughs> here we go here's his alignment policy in other words what country will he work with here we go alineamiento de geopolítica es Estados Unidos e Israel the United States and Israel wow that's who he's going to work with Nuestra política internacional. That is our international. I'm surprised he didn't say policy. as long as you get rid of that bonehead Joe Biden. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's great. Good thing. I mean, I like to see something good out of South America. It's a beautiful country. It's just a disaster. It's gorgeous down there. It is so corrupt. It's so corrupt. Good luck to him. I hope it doesn't get assassinated. Um, Janet Yellen's back. Mrs. Doubtfire. She looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, come on. Her boobs are always on fire from leaning over the stove. <laughs> What's she doing? Well, she's telling, money. Us, she's telling us. Yeah, exactly. She's telling us that the reason we're down, 59% of Americans um, rate the economy as poor. 
And if you count the uh, ones that say somewhat poor, it comes up to about 69%. So most Americans, the majority, think the economy blows. Okay. So uh, in a new survey, she, I mean, the new survey she was told about, Janet Yellen talks about, we just don't understand how many good things Biden has done. So oh. I think we're making considerable progress in bringing inflation down. Americans still see uh, increases in some important prices, including food, Americans do notice higher prices from what they used to be accustomed right. to. So things are better, except for, I don't know. Everything the, costs more. That's the, the only problem. The, the stuff that doesn't matter, like food. Yeah, yeah. gas. Food. Well, gas has come down here a little bit. But uh, now we're supporting two wars. Can we? I'm aware of that. Oh, well, wait, wait. No, this is where she's told, um, hey, new survey finds 59% of voting Americans rate the economy as poor. What are you going to do about that? I'm aware of that, and I think it's our job to um, explain to Americans what President Biden has done to improve the economy. I think as inflation comes down, uh, prices stop rising, and the labor market remains strong. Except food. Can we get people that don't need an oxygen tank in between sentences when they speak? No. I was just wondering. See, when you when you get a taste for power, Jill, you never want to give it up, even if you're already a bazillionaire. Yeah. Old and decrepit. And now we're supporting two wars. Uh, can we do that? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. Yeah, because that's where Biden's getting his, uh, you know, his. Yeah. Gr- well, he made his bed with Ukraine. So I yeah, got a question for her, dumbass. If, if, for example, she can just print money, why am I paying taxes for anything? Why don't you just print more and send that off to people instead of taking mine? Can we ask her that? Can you send that in an email? <coughs> This is what this idiot said in 2020. Remember this? Look, I I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, you didn't fully understand him. Uh, do you understand now? No, she doesn't. You know, just fire her. Somebody just grab her and throw her out. I don't Jazzy know, he, Jeff style. Nobody gets fired in this administration. Nobody. I just It's hard to listen to her talk. That's yeah, just painful. I, I know. Mean, could you imagine if you were like an accountant for any other company oh, and you just crashed and burned them that bad that you're like, Oh, well, I guess I'll just come into work tomorrow. They'll be like, no, you're fired forever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Siri, send $1 billion to Ukraine. (laughs) I'm sorry you have insufficient funds in your account. That can't be. I have unlimited American taxpayer money. The American people are sick of your (laughs) Stop stealing all our money. All right, we got another Jesse Smollett. You got a little Jesse you can play? Like, Ooh, yeah, I what? think I got some juicy Smollett truth. in here. Yeah, an Ohio man is facing criminal charges. Here's what he did. Um, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's a hate crime involving anti-Palestinian slurs that were hurled at him. According to WKYC, uh, the Ridgeville Police Department said that 20-year-old Hesham A. Ayad came to a local hospital October 22nd and told officers that he'd been hit by a car in an incident that was racially motivated. The next day, the Cleveland chapter of the council, because they don't wait, they don't wait for any, they don't, this is their job is to create more division. So CARE, which is the Council on American-Islamic Relations, called for an immediate investigation into Yad's claims. We call on the state, local, and federal authorities to monitor and investigate crimes related to the rising Islamophobia and anti-Palestinian racism. Okay, I haven't heard one case of Islamophobia, but I've heard about eh, pretty much two or three hundred cases of you know people hating Jews and mm-hmm. doing things. Just in New York, Jewish hate crime against Jews is up 214% just in a month. So anyway, uh, Fatin O'Day of CARE, Ohio, uh, said in a statement, we hope the North North Ridgeville Police Department and the FBI would collect all the info they need to charge this individual with a hate crime. Uh, He describes what happened is that, according to a yacht, the driver aggressively swerved the SUV he was driving and rolled down the window and yelled, Kill all Palestinians and long live Israel. The driver then allegedly turned around and hit the man while he was shouting, Die, Palestinian, die. According to WKYC police, they investigated a yacht and they found that his allegations were... You get the one? one, one. Uh Uh-oh. Were fabricated. He actually got in a fight with his brother. Really? His brother beat the crap out of him and put him in a neck brace. He's just a charlatan pretending to be a victim of a hate crime. They have charged him, and there are going to be more charges coming, but CARE, CARE, who's the, you know, they had this going, man. This was something on their side that the Council of American Islamic Relations, see? See Islamophobia, you see? They're still contending that, oh, no, we don't know all the facts yet. We don't, no, we don't know the facts yet. Well, you know, in the beginning when you said we got to get this guy, you didn't know the facts either, but you were just certainly charging forward. Yep. Mm-hmm. God. She wanted me to give my phone to the tech for three to four hours. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I have private pictures and videos. That contradict my entire fake tale. Oh, that's Smollett. Okay. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, though it's not Thanksgiving yet. I mean, for crap's sakes, maybe you should pump the brakes or put up Easter stuff to hedge your bets. Oh my God, I'm so sick of hearing people bitch about Christmas. It's Thanksgiving's two days away. Get over it. Yeah, there's people that are very sensitive to this. They don't want to put their Christmas decorations out too early because then, then, you know, what will the neighbors say? Yeah, I already bought all this Indian corn and haystacks and stuff. And that's totally okay, but I feel like the people that don't want to celebrate Christmas until after Thanksgiving have a deep loathing for people that do. Well, anyway, according to... This is funny that they would bring in psychologists, and you know they have to get paid to do the interview. Mm. They brought in these psychologists to talk about... Putting up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. And guess what they said? It's okay. According to the psychoanalysts, their eager decorators aren't eccentric. They're simply happier than the non-early decoration putter upper rows. Yeah, I'm just trying to holly jolly for a little more than 25 days. It takes a lot of effort to put it up. I'd like to enjoy it for a little more than that. 
Amy Morin, one of the psychoanalysts linked Christmas decorations. Get this. This is, sh- I don't know how they come up. You know, that's why we shouldn't comment on stuff like this because these are the experts. These Uh-oh. are people that know what they're doing. That's why we should listen more to the experts and less to our own selves. He says, get this. The holiday season stirs up a sense of nostalgia. Really? It makes us feel the pleasures of childhood. Oh. No. Wow. Can you believe they came uh-uh. up? I was wondering what it was all about. I you know, this- as a non-expert, I have no idea. <laughs> Put them up whenever you want. All right, now for the entertainment segment of our program. U.S. President Joe Biden pardoned the two enormous white plume turkeys from Minnesota on Monday. Look at these ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Granting liberty and bell freedom from Thanksgiving slaughter. Uh, it doesn't say that, but... Just, well, one, yeah. just one time I'd like to have a president come out with an AK-47 that's been, you know, made automatic and just <laughs> turkeys walk up. That sounds very holiday Feathers flying everywhere, Lovely. kids running for their lives. Well, that's originally what the whole thing was invented for, not invented, but created for in the 1940s. Is originally, they would give a turkey to the president for their family to eat on Thanksgiving. But and then they over chopped the head time, off right there? I don't know how they did it, but over time that, you know. People kept filling them with razor blades. Well, children were screaming with delight from the audience on the south lawn of the White House. Biden took, I can't imagine they understood what he said because barely can adults understand what he says. Biden took part in the annual tradition that goes back decades. So here we go. In the middle of his little turkey speech, he tried to crack a joke. Mm. Don't know exactly where the joke. I've tried really hard to figure out what he was, what the joke was. Maybe you can. Here it is. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds, the competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. <laughs> Okay. Britney's all right. Touring? First of all, Renaissance Tour is Beyonce, and Taylor Swift is the one that performed in Brazil. Yeah, so I think what happened is he lost the, either the teleprompter got stuck or it went to the end and went past the last few sentences into the blank page. Oh, I'll just and, reference every female pop star. And you have, no, well, I mean, the first one that would come to mind, because he's probably staring at her pictures, new, naked pictures in the Oval Office, is Yikes. Britney Spears. So he said Britney, threw that in there. Then he was trying to remember, I don't know where he got Renaissance That's Tour. That's Beyonce's tour. You don't think he would be knowing that, but he mm. did, I guess. And then he mentioned that because Taylor Swift had somebody die at one yeah. of her concerts down south. And uh, I guess that was top of mind with him. And he went ahead and threw that in. But that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, and seeing as the person died from like overheating, and then he was like, it's kind of warm down there. That landed badly. Oh. Yeah, and then later on, he was uh, at some uh, Thanksgiving event, and there was a little girl there that he took the microphone and spoke to. Oh, this is weird. Oh. This is so creepy. This guy's such a pedo, man. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Thank you, and I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? <laughs> Six. Oh no, six! Just like I like a wedding. Oh, oh, oh. This guy's a. Jeez. Why isn't he not charged with anything? So weird. <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Right. Oh. And now audio from President Biden's pardoning of the Thanksgiving turkeys. Hi, folks. I hereby, with the pardon and the turkeys, one's named Liberty and the other one, oh hell, what did we say his name was? They're pardoned because they burped. Is that why? 
And they said, pardon me, you're pardoned with the turkey burps. And we're with the, hey, wait, actually, no, you're not pardoned because you didn't wish me a happy birthday because it was my, um, oh, hell, which birthday was it? How old am I? And I was 75 a few years ago, but it's been a few years, and I'm, I'm going to carry the wound and die. Oh, hell, pardon me, because I can't remember how old I am. Huh. Anyways, the turkeys, you're w with the pardon and the, the gobble, gobble, gobble. More from President Biden's pardoning of the Thanksgiving turkeys coming up. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick's DC Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Yeah, that music just gets you excited, doesn't it? Now, live from the Ed Sullivan Theater, downtown Manhattan, it's David Letterman. I always well, wanted to be that announcer. Did you really? Yeah. You'd be a good announcer. Yeah. Well, David Letterman did return last night to The Late Show, but with Stephen Colbert, he was the guest. Here is uh, him coming out to the audience. My guest tonight certainly needs no introduction. Please welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater, Mr. David Letterman. <laughs> Stephen, control your people. This, I, think, I will I think, say, this yes. is the most enthusiastic audience I have been near since the night I announced I was quitting. Wow. Yeah, and so then he asked him, they, it was a pretty extensive interview, but he asked him, what is the thing that you miss the most about being here? What do you miss about it? After all those 4,000 shows, what do you miss most about doing, a sh if there is anything? Oh, I, I miss everything. I mean, mostly it's fun. Very few things in life provide one the opportunity, and I can't speak for you or to you on this topic, but for me, if you muck one up, 24 hours later, you get to try again. And that's a pretty good device. And then when you do something that you're really proud of, you think, by God, let's do that again. And six, seven years later, you have that experience once more. Okay. I, I just love the way he speaks. I love his tone. I love his delivery. Me no, too, Dave. Nobody like him. 
He did become Grizzly Adams there for a while. Yeah, that was weird. No, and he became very angry for a long time. I guess yeah. when, uh, what happened with his wives, he was very uh, private about his affairs and stuff, but... Uh, Remember that with his wife? She stalked him or something, his ex-wife? I don't remember. Oh, that. yeah, because he's had, a, like, what? A couple of problems. Yeah. He had one that was definitely stalking him all the time. And yeah, that was definitely a crazy one. And working in the, live, uh, She was, like, surprised him in the garage one day, you oh. know? Oh, hi, Dave. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. With the swirly eyes? Yeah, I'll there was some- find you. That was going on for a while. But what was the reason he quit? Because he quit early in his career. I mean, a lot of people just want to go out on top. They don't want to be wait until they, you know, fizzle out and people go, it's time. It's time to go. I got all this money and never the time to spend it. Right. Wow. Can we do that with Biden? Hey, dude, it's time to go. Time to go. Out you no, go. What, what do you mean? I got I to gotta wake up and go to, go to the factory in Scranton with my, my lunch pail. <laughs> so on. dumb. Speaking of dumb, Kim Kardashian's in hot water with Greenpeace. Now, this is the dumbest thing that Who I've cares? heard in a while. I wanted to make fun of her, and we all have a, a, a way, a feeling, some sort of way about her. But um, they're mad at her because they said she was making light of climate change with an advertisement that she has with her company, Skims. It's a new nipple bra, basically. So a what? She, it's like a bra that has, like, the they're poking right it out. It just gives you the impression you're chilly all the time? She said, in a world that keeps getting hotter, you'll always look cold. Here's part of the ad. <sighs> the Earth's temperature is getting hotter and hotter. The sea levels are rising, the ice sheets are shrinking, and I'm not a scientist, but no kidding. I do believe everyone can use their skill set to do their part. I love when she acts like she cares about something. I love when they act like like everything's a done deal, like that's established. There is climate change, it's <laughs> happening, uh, there's no discussion. Oh, those other 99,000 scientists that say that it isn't something, cri- a crisis, let's just ignore those. So Greenpeace slammed her for treating the melting glaciers and rising sea levels as a joke. Using melting glaciers and rising sea levels as a punchline to improve your profit margins makes a mockery of an issue that is devastating. One of these yeah. people just kill themselves. I mean, they're miserable anyway. Well. They grow up miserable. They're the ones, there is actually a cult of people that uh, profess that they want us to kill ourselves. That's the best way to save the earth. Oh, didn't they say, yeah, we need to eliminate, we need to have less humans on earth? Well, then No, they wanted to eliminate humans altogether so they could enjoy the earth while they're dead. Who well, are they starting with them? Yeah, I'm all about that. And, and then there's the lady that thinks we should eat the babies. Remember her? Oh, She's God. A total Do mess. I still have that? I love that. We she, must eat the babies. Yeah, she said it's, oh, we're overpopulating, and when you have a baby, you should eat it. That lady was bat crap crazy that out was, of her brain. That was an AOC, AOC. Uh, yeah, rally. And AOC's like, okay, Oh, babe. I got it. For once, it's things worked great. out. Ready? This is a gem, man. I'll charge for this. Okay, everybody, hold up your dollar bills. <laughs> All right. Send them to this address. Here we go. We need to eat the babies. Angus is very serious. Please give a response. Okay, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. And AOC, who's no more better than her, yeah. she's like, okay, okay. You, you make me sound too crazy. Get out. <laughs> That's enough. You're making me look weird. Insurrection. You know, I was my fear for my life. Get out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, if you're traveling for Thanksgiving, here's something interesting. Do you ever, when you go on a trip and you go into the hotel, I do this all the time. I had no idea I wasn't supposed to do it. I just did it last week. You take your suitcase and you go, huh, and you put it right on the bed yeah. to unzip it, to open it. Well, yeah. apparently you're not supposed to do that. Why? Because your suitcase is filthier than you think you are. Um, if you wheel it around the airport, if you're going to the airport. Um, the fecal, airport fecal matter? Well, the airport, if you, if you take it on it. On the plane, as a carry-on, the wheels are going through the bathroom. Oh. You wheel it around outside. It's covered in feces. Yeah, and they said, um, if you don't believe, 
take a Clorox wipe to your suitcase's wheels and see all the stuff that comes off. And you don't want the bacteria from your bag getting on the bed, even if it is a hotel bed and that comforter, which you're never supposed to sleep on. Peel that sucker off as soon as you get into the hotel. But yeah, nasty, nasty, nasty. Think about that. Yeah. Um, And this is interesting. Police now have a new tool. Drunk driving is a problem around the holidays. People are going to and from holiday parties and festivities when you could easily take an Uber or a Lyft. But now they are using AI to help them out to determine a level of inebriation by performing one of those tongue twisters to see how drunk you are. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. There's like a... um they, you know how AI will like analyze a piece of your voice. You can get like those whole deep fake things. It's, uh-huh. Everybody sounds like Keanu Reeves because it's taking a piece of his voice. Well, when you do the tongue twisters, it's analyzing yours and seeing where you slur. Because you're supposed to do like one or two before you drink, and then like one like every three hours while you're drinking or something. Yeah. And then it compares your initial one to your post, you know, tongue twisters, and then decides, oh yeah, you're hammered. Don't go anywhere. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to know how it works, here you go. This Thanksgiving, police are setting up checkpoints with the help of an AI tool far more effective than a breathalyzer, the Tongue Twister. Evening, ma'am. We're going to need you to say rubber baby buggy bumpers three times fast. Rubber baby buggy bumper. Rubber baby bubby bumper. Please step out of the car. (laughs) And now Sally sells seashells in a jail cell, thanks to Tongue Twister sobriety (laughs) tests. I'm Officer Chuck Woodchuck Chuck, and before I can let you go, I'm going to need you to read this. I wrist wrist watch. I wrist... You know what? Just arrest me. (laughs) This holiday season, cops and judges are handing out tough sentences. If you get behind the wheel as a pickled pepper like Peter Piper, you'll pay the piper that Peter Piper picked. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> you stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Keep on spending. Oh, yeah. Keep on spending. That's right. Keep on spending. Spending people are happier. Spenders are happier with their lives, but savers are wiser. What do you want to be, happier or wiser? Yeah, it depends on how long I'm living. Well, the poll of 2,000 American shoppers finds 56% of American adults consider themselves to be spenders, splurging for things they really want but don't need, while 34% identified themselves as savers who won't shop until they want uh, whatever it is they want goes on sale or becomes a necessity. It's so boring. That's the problem, though, because then you're a saver and a spender sometimes at the same time. You save, and then when it goes on sale, you spend everything. You yeah. buy them in multiple colors and you buy. Do you ever do the one for you, one for me method with Christmas shopping? Oh, what do you mean? I go one for me, one for me, one for me. All right, fine. Yeah, one yeah. of them for you. It's like, oh, they would love this. I would love this. I'll get two. Oh my gosh, they would love this. I would love this. I'll get two. And you just <laughs> do that with everything. Well, uh, uh, compared to savers, spenders also found to be happier with their relationships, 78% and 63% respectively. Work life, 78% and 57%. Man, spenders are much more happier. Look at that. I mean, think about it. Much more happier with their personal lives, too, 77% to 71% respectively. Uh, Interestingly enough, spenders were also happier with their financial lives than savers. Even though they didn't have as much money as the savers, they were much happier. Yeah, you can't take it with you when you go. Yeah, I know. It's true. Life's short. Eat the cake, buy the shoes. Okay, let me get this story because this is, oh, God. 
Salacious. What is going on here? I need to talk to God. I really need to sit down and have a good one-to-one with him and go, what did you do here? Did you make you make mistakes? Don't just tell me you made it. You didn't do this on purpose. Well, it's like humans, I mean, it's a little garbage, but I mean it's, it's fun. Humans to, fun have to make. free will and some humans you know, choose to use it more than others. Oh my god. State police in Hartford are searching for a potential sexual assault victims from a fake medical study guy. It took place in the western part of Connecticut. So according to the officials, 35-year-old Brian Casilla is alleged to have solicited female victims for a fake medical study. The victim said Casilla was a business owner and her boss at Vivid Events on Federal Road, blah, 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 is where the alleged assaults took place. Police said the fake study started in April 2022 when the victim told Casilla about her food sensitivities. Casilla said he could help help her with the food sensitivity by offering to sign the victim up for a clinical study with a company that he did not disclose at the time. Documents said Casilla told her she could make up to $2,000 for the study for being in it, but she couldn't tell her co-workers because, get this, they would be jealous that she's making that much money. Okay. Who falls for that? Come okay, on. Okay, I promise I won't say anything. State police said the first exam took place in the Vivid Events office. The arrest warrant states that that's when Casilla had the victim roll up her skirt to her bra and put a microphone to her stomach to listen. Oh, God. Police said Casilla also asked the victim if she wanted to take part in another study with the larger payout, and the test would require her to take a sleeping pill. Really, Mm. Bill Cosby. Okay. Right. (laughs) The warrant also said, here we go, ready? This This is when it gets really weird. Casilla used electronically conductive patches on the next victim. Victim. Other tests also allegedly included being zip-tied to a table. What? Yeah, how about no? The affidavit said the victim eventually asked Casilla, um, can you want to stop? Connecticut State Police said Casilla admitted to having, ready, an ad- abdominal fetish. What even mm. is that? Casilla would use like various instruments as well as the hands and ears to manipulate and listen to the abdomens of victims. Oh, that's so weird. Casilla would allegedly record and photograph the women's abdomens. He then compensated the victims with cash payments that he said were from the company that sponsored this massive study. He's being charged with fourth degree sexual assault. So strange. Wow. Abdomens. Oh, yeah. Strange. I like stomachs. You want to eat some sleeping pills and get zip tied in my basement? <laughs> he must love those diet commercials where they show, where they, no, the news. Remember when the news always does something about people who are obese in the U.S.? They just show you from show the you waist the down. Yeah. Got yeah. a lot of abdomens there, like, big oh, ones. Show me the B roll footage. <laughs> wow. You see, I'm stupid because if I had come up with this, I would be making a million dollars and be retired already. But I just, I'm not a pet rock guy. I don't know why. I just don't have that talent. But. People come up with the great, great weirdest stuff, and then they make money. Balenciaga is selling $925 towel skirts. Uh, what is that? High-end fashion um, towel skirt for the low, low price of $925. Can you tell me what that is? Didn't we cancel Balenciaga for being a bunch of pedophiles? Remember yeah, the ones remember that? that? The teddy bears? The, yeah, the skirt was the uh, Lines logo embroidered on the front end of the Terry Cotton knee-length piece. As for keeping it closed, the towels come with two buttons along the waist and an adjustable belt. Now the internet is coming for the collection with many taking to social to support at their own version of the pricey product, wrapping normal bath towels around the waist and captioning the post with things like, point of view, you brought the the $925 Valenciaga towel skirt. It's literally a a a towel you could buy at Target. Looks like it's held together with a safety pin over pants. Two buttons and a safety pin. It's it's a towel. It's not even. Why? Why? It's a towel. Why why would they do this? Because people are stupid and they buy stuff like this and people are buying it. $925 for a towel. Owl skirt. It's a towel. 
But it's, it's a I towel. know it's a towel. Not a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's called a towel skirt. But it's a towel. Like you could go to Target. Here's what you do: go to Target, get a box of safety pins, wrap it around yourself, and you can look like an idiot for less. How much is wow? It's right in between uh, between ouch and poing. Wow. And finally, a Tesla ended up inside a California family's home on Friday morning after the driver lost control, hitting an embankment, causing the vehicle to soar through the air into a nearby yard and over a swimming pool before crashing into the kitchen of another home. God, how fast were you going? This happened at 7 a.m. in the morning. The 70-year-old woman's Tesla Model X crashed into the house. Jeremy Surratt, a public information officer for the department, told San Francisco Gate, obviously a big crash like that doesn't happen every day, so multiple officers responded to make sure everyone was okay. No one was injured. Remarkable, right? Wow. When you launch a car like that. Over the driveway, through the house, over the pool, into another house. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, those Duke boys. (laughs) Hello, it is Elon Musk. And if you're like many people, you suffered some sort of Tesla-related mishap. That's why there's Tesla's insurance. Yes, no matter what happens, you're covered, as long as it involves a Tesla. Did a self-driving Tesla fly over your pool and into your house while you were eating dinner? You're covered. I was at home watching The View, and a Tesla crashed through my living room and destroyed my TV. Well, Tesla's insurance paid to get me a new TV. And- ah! Another Tesla, and it destroyed my new TV. You've got to be kidding me. Don't worry. You're covered. Tesla's insurance. Get covered for any Tesla-related catastrophe today. Rick. Jill Smokestack. It's our special Thanksgiving episode. I told you guys, the holiday season is nothing but lies and bullcrap. <laughs> 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Got to start out here, by the way, these update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah over there. So um, this is sad. This is really, really sad. Breaks my heart because I was a little tiny kid when this guy uh, was very famous and a hero to so many little kids. Joe Namath, Mm. Broadway Joe, was a legend. Quarterback for the Jets back in the day. So uh, this is almost like when Joe Paterno, we found out that he was allowing bad things to happen with, what's his name? What was that guy's name? Uh, The perv? uh, uh, They touched my legs. Oh, yeah. What was his name? It was... um, Uh, Swaggart? No, 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 uh, no, Sandusky. 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 Here it is. Here it is. This is the. Uh, he was. The, he was one of the uh, coaches in uh, Penn State, and Paterno knew what was going on. He was diddling kids. I have touched their leg. He would take showers with him. Remember all that? Oh. It's quite a story. And then everybody was surprised. And Joe Paterno died right after that. Yeah. Horrible, horrible day. This is pretty bad too. Joe Namath who's long been a hero in football world, uh, goes from hero to zero in two seconds. This is awful. According to court papers filed by a man who says he was assaulted there 51 years ago, Philip Lyle Smith, 64, recently told the Post about this horrific ordeal at a Joe Namath instructional football camp. Speaking publicly for the first time about claims, details were included as John Doe in an ongoing Brooklyn lawsuit. Smith said his alleged sexual predator was well-known Brooklyn Poly Prep Country Club football coach Philip Forletti, uh, later revealed to be a serial pedophile who abused scores of students at the uh, Tony School. 
Forlietti uh, also died in 1998. It was allegedly allowed to repeatedly sexually attack Smith at the camp starting when the boy was just 12. This is Joe Namath's camp. Dude. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, Joe Namath was my idol. Smith told the Post, and he went from my hero to my zero in my life when I found out that he knew. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, they meant, they're funny. They mentioned Jerry Sandusky in here, the, the guy from Penn State, you know, with Paterno. I have touched their leg. God, when I saw that, that here, the trial. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, would, I could say that, you know, I have done some of those things. Remember when I told you last hour about how people, evil people, will pretty much disclose what they've done because they're actually in deep, deep inside proud of it? Yeah, that's, and that's, if you let them talk long enough and don't say anything, they'll give themselves up. Yeah, I mean, that's what this guy, Sandusky, was just spilling it all. He didn't, he actually didn't see anything wrong with what he did. He, you don't know the way he spoke? Because they're trying to normalize it. I mean, we see it all around. All these stories about child predators and, you know, oh, we need to lower the age of consent and that whole pedophilia thing is really strange that it's not out there and exposed more than it is. It's, it's I have horsed around with kids. I, I have showered after workouts. I I have hugged them and I, I have touched their leg. Oh, God! What coach showers with his students? No, no. And, and Joe Paterno knew all about it. Mm-hmm. But this seen, is, you're saying Joe Namath ran a camp where there was sex predators there, thing. and he knew, did he know about it? Yeah. And he did nothing That's about it. That's what they're it. alleging. I mean, they're going to have to prove it in a court of law, but right. at the same time, wow. Okay, uh, speaking of pervs, uh, Joe Biden, uh, pardon those turkeys, tried to crack a joke while it was going on. I don't really know what he was talking about. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds, the competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. <laughs> so we'll see. About. We got the Beyonce tour mixed with Britney Spears and Taylor Swift, who's down there. Yeah, I think he was yeah. referring to Taylor Swift because she just performed in Brazil. Generic yeah. female pop star joke. Huh? Yeah, well, the Insert joke never here. happened. You notice the joke never... He, he just fizzled and gave up. Yeah, he was like, you know, he does the usual, anyway. <sighs> but here's the part that purves him up. Uh, this was later on, he was at another um, Thanksgiving event. It's gone viral. It's gotten a lot of views, millions. Uh, there was this little girl there, a six-year-old. Oh. This happens a lot with this guy. He turns to her and says this. Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? Six. Six. Mr. President, Mr. President, Alex, stay away from the children. Okay, You're a little turn. too close. Stop sniffing her. Get back no up. Touching. No touching. No touching. No touching. Turn your attention back to the audience. Yeah. Read the teleprompter. Stick to that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I hear you. No, it didn't stop there. President Biden was uh, panned for repeating a claim. This guy, you got to understand, this guy's been a liar from the minute, minute he entered politics. I don't know about his private life before that there wasn't much of it, but he lies. Everything he tells is a lie. Everything, including this. And he's told this story before. He uh, was, uh, you know, roasted for repeating a claim about a Navy appointment and for singling out a young girl during a... Well, we did that already. He was talking about his Navy chance to play football, which never, ever happened. By the way, I'm all Navy, but... Uh, 
I was appointed to the, I, anyway, I was going to go play at the Naval Academy until I found out the other guys in the backfield were a guy named Roger Staubach and Joe, Joe Bellino. So I decided to go to Delaware. But our son, so I, I always used to cruise for Navy. Okay, so here's the, here are the facts. Uh, that's absolutely not true, completely false. Um, nobody knew who Roger Staubach was, went on to play with Dallas. And then Joe Bellino... He graduated when Biden claims he was there and Joe Bellino was in the backfield. So that was all crap. It's all big lie. Total lie. You think somebody would sit him down about that, too, and say, look, enough touching the kids and enough making up stories. The Amtrak deal, don't tell it again, all right? Read the prompter. Stick to the script. Stick to the script and you're going to be okay. Everybody wants to act like he's old and confused, but he's been doing it since the 80s. Yeah, but now he's been doing it since the 80s and he's old and confused. It's hard to listen to him talk. Am I the only person that thinks they're all hard to listen? I mean, they're, they, it sounds like they're going to kill over any minute. It's like, they are. It's all the breaths in between the talk. I can, oh, man. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Oh, Joe Biden ranked 76th in the class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Wow. Yeah, everything he said was a lie. I finished at the top of my class. No, you from the bottom. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, remember yesterday we told you about Harvard and 100 professors at Harvard wrote a letter to um, President Gay, uh, the president of Harvard, saying, hey, you got to stop with this Israel thing. You got to you got to support Hamas, the terrorists who slaughtered a bunch of babies and and people, civilians and stuff. That's what you got to that's what you have to support here. That's what we tell our students to do. And they're doing it. Well, there's more now. Now at another Ivy League school, NYU in Manhattan, Lower Manhattan, a cancer doctor who's been teaching there for 22 years is suing the NYU hospital because I guess over time he has shared, uh, you know, messages on Facebook about supporting Israel. Okay. That's what... That was all they needed to first suspend him and then fire him. It's a uh, deciding moment in the fate of uh, world affairs because uh, we are faced between a coalition of uh, hate, a coalition of, uh, I call it darkness, which is a jihadist coalition, which emanates from Tehran with, with its proxies in Lebanon, in Gaza, of course, by Hamas, in Yemen with the Houthis, and of course, spreading Islamic fundamentals, jihadism, all over the world. If Israel weren't there, then Europe would be next, and the United States is for sure next, because they call the United States the big Satan. That's right. That's the president of Israel. And uh, among the retweets that he did in the re-posts uh, uh, was a cartoon showing a group protesters holding signs, including one that says, Beheading is resistance, and I heart Hamas. And of course, he was posting those things to show how crazy people are right. and how they're supporting terrorists. Well, NYU wouldn't have that because they support beheading babies and uh, terrorism against innocent civilians. So NYU hates Jews? Yeah, apparently. Even though a lot of Jews support NYU, you know, there's a lot of alumni there that's Jewish. Stop going there. Not anymore. A third retweet is a cartoon showing negotiations between Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a member of Hamas who was holding a peace paper saying, demands death to all Jews. That's, you know, parody. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so for that, 
He got fired. Now he's suing the university. Worked in that hospital. Good. He's tenured, and uh, we'll see what happens. So now, people are getting not punished; they're getting rewarded for the glorification of terrorist violence at huh. NYU, Harvard University, Stanford, UCL. I could go on and on. Yeah. Well, how does that help anybody? Well, how? What's What's happening here? Why is this happening? Jordan yeah. Peterson. Can you explain Jordan Peterson real quick? Jordan Peterson's like a. Um He's a psychologist, and he was a professor at a, a university up in Canada. He's a Canadian guy, and he kind of came to fame when Canada wanted to legislate pronouns. So, it, like, they would compel you to say them, and he was one of the big proponents of going, um, no, you can't do that. Well, and that's Jor- where he kind of popped out. Well, Jor- oh. Jordan Peterson, on their level uh, academically, uh, was on with Bill Maher, and he explained this, and please follow along because it's really interesting why students are doing all this and why, in the, in the most part, students hate this country. Listen. This is the main issue. I mean, part of the reason that you see all this foolishness on university campuses, too, is because people have bought this idiot metamarxism, which is that the way to look at every social relationship that people ever have is through the lens of power. And that is, we can put that squarely at the feet of the universities, as far as I'm concerned. Is, you know, marriage is a patriarchal institution, and business is nothing but oppression, and you have to view every single situation that emerged historically as oppressor versus oppressed. And then once you get that, which you can get in about two minutes, if you sit in a course that teaches that sort of thing, you have a lens to moralize about the whole world through. And then you see the situation is that the leftists have already decided the Palestinians are the victims. And as you pointed out, if you're a victim, then you're morally righteous. And even more conveniently, if you stand for the victim, then you're morally righteous, regardless of what you do with your own life. You hear that? I mean, you stand for a victim, even though it's a fake victim. If you stand for the victim, then you're morally righteous. This is what this is the mechanism that's going through these kids brains. Yeah, that they're right because. They stand for the oppressed. They stand for the victim, even though the victim or the oppressed may not necessarily be oppressed or a victim. They, they could, don't. They don't look at Israel as the victims. No, no. Of October seventh. No, no, because Israel has the power. Israel is supported by the United States. We're a huge country. We're the number one superpower in the world. So you see, it's all about power. Yeah, it's it's a permanent um, supporting of the underdog, no matter who the underdog right. is. Even though the underdog may be the most evil ever, uh, power in. Our hands is bad to them. Power in their hands is good because that they can use that power righteously and morally to fight the oppressor. It's 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 it, a it's a mental illness. And what's wild is those people don't foresee down the road, which is exactly what happened with communism. As soon as you think, yeah, no, we need the power to take that away because we're the ones who should be wielding it, and then those people that wield that power suddenly turn on you, the supporter. And now you're the result of your own rule. Right. And now it's not so fun anymore. No. And, they, and they call those people useful idiots back in the, uh, you know, the Hitler days. So. And that's pretty much what university students are taught from the time they enter the university classroom. And that's how they, you know, orient themselves morally. Well, and I that's think- at the hands of the radical left. One of the things the Democrats also have to pay the price for, I would say, is their absolute refusal to draw a line between the moderate Democrats and the extremists. They're completely incapable of doing that. Like, I've talked to 40 senators and congressmen in the last five years. I asked them all the same question, including RFK. He wouldn't answer either. When does the left go too far? Well, we certainly bloody well saw it in the last month, didn't we? Because they got the oppressor, oppressive narrative, a uh, little mucked up, we might say. And we're gonna, the consequences of that are going to unfold pretty brutally over the next few months. Yep, it's not going to end well. And now, of course... Uh 
A lot of you are hearing this uh, rumors, not a rumor. Uh, John Kirby went over there and trying to negotiate a ceasefire. Yeah. Now, you may think, well, that's a good thing. Actually, it's not a good thing. It's a really bad thing because what it is is it's insincere. There's, they're not doing a ceasefire because, oh, we got to get the poor civilians out of Palestine and we, Gaza and get and we got to you know bring aid in because the other aid was stolen by Hamas and we'll bring more that'll be stolen by Hamas too. But we got to do that makes us feel more important and better. Well, they said they would give back the hostages. If yeah, there's a ceasefire. Which how do you know? First of all, yeah. But we'll see how that goes. But the other thing is you got to realize is that Hamas has said it in a Lebanese broadcast that we were not meant to hear where they said, no, we'll do October 7th again and again and again and again and for a millionth time. We'll continue to do it till every Jew and Israel is gone. So they'll go, okay, here's your hostages. It's fine. We'll cease fire. And then they go back and they have another little meeting. They're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what our next plan? They're talking about a five-day ceasefire, and this is just this is their only one purpose for this. Remember what I told you about politicians right now in this country? They don't give a crap if they see your dead body in the parking lot. They're mm-hmm. not even taking their phone out of the pocket to call nine one one. They step over you, may accidentally kick you in the head on the way to their car that you paid for as a taxpayer. Mm. So just to give you that mindset, but uh, this five-day ceasefire is only so Biden can, you know pander to all these students and say, I did what you said. Cease fire. Now vote for me. You bunch of asses. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty much. Anything for a vote. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's why the Islamophobia committee that Kamala Harris put together. Remember that? Because there hasn't been one Islamophobia incident in this country in the last few weeks, but there's been an increase of 214% Jewish attacks in New York, and that's just New York. Yeah, but let's not know? worry about that. No, we can't talk about that. Why would you talk about that, Rick? So that's what's happening. This will give five days for Hamas to regroup and reinfiltrate some of the tunnels that were taken away from them. It's 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 stupidity, but you know that's what we're used to around here. So, hey, Colorado judge has ordered the state's top election officials to place former President Donald Trump on the ballot in 2024. They were trying to remove him yeah. and tie him to the insurrection. Now, this is a really bad time to pull that BS. You know why? Why? 40,000, 40,000 hours of videos coming out. The few hours that we just saw, you can see it for yourself. Those of you who think that January 6th was actually an insurrection, you need to do a little history. Uh, because an insurrection is when a bunch of people in camo, maybe even just dark clothing with masks on and rifles run in some place. They put a gun to the whoever the president, or maybe in this case, the House Speaker would be Nancy Pelosi to her head, and make him read a statement on the air that says you will follow them we agree with them it's good it's gonna just follow them that's an insurrection that's what and they don't leave you notice how january 6th uh chewbacca the viking and all the people with the trump hats peacefully left and the guards are laughing and fist bumping them and they're Mm -hmm. walking out of the building peacefully insurrectionists real ones don't leave they stay there with their guns and then they bring their military vehicles they surround the building and then they take over the country and they do they take down every tv and radio station and for their own and make a broadcast and now they're in charge and you're screwed that's an insurrection this wasn't an insurrection this was simply a riot uh, a protest that got out of hand by a bunch of redneck drunk yahoos 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 yeah but the video that came out i mean how can you in good faith, have put that up on your social media. Donald Trump is behind all of this. It is all his fault. And then see the video where they're unhandcuffing 
the people that they said caused the insurrection, and then the cops fist bump them and like, there you go. They go out the back door. See you later. Or through the basement. Have a good day. Tell your wife I said hi. I mean, why? And I forgot to get the audio about the hearing the other day. This was two days ago when the first bit of video came out where they have those two black buses in the basement, and out of the buses oh, yeah. come all these Trump supporters. Really? I mean, with, with Trump hats and stuff. Were Funny. They, though? And all the hats are really clean and new. It's amazing because, you know. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the guy who was the Republican on the committee said, well, these are obviously FBI agents. And Chris Ray, the FBI director, was like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about No, man. The anvil. You know Roadrunner? Meet me. When yeah. the anvil comes down off the mountain, it's coming down on you. Hopefully mm-hmm. soon. Boom! <laughs> Just like that. So Colorado, they tried to uh, get Donald Trump off the ballot because this ancient law back from the Civil War times, 1868, Section 3 of the amendment uh, says that if you're an insurrectionist, you cannot run for office in our country. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the Confederate you know, army and the Confederate officials. Back then, it was all about the Civil War. You can't have a Confederate politician or whatever you want to call him back then be in charge of legis- legislation and, you know, mm-hmm. the government. So uh, that's what it was made for. And they're trying to use that little minutia right there to take Donald Trump off the ballot because he's an insurrectionist. No, Donald Trump said, now we'll go over to the Capitol and protest peacefully and patriotically. So the judge, who is a liberal, crazy liberal, uh, cares more about her career than she does, uh, you know, being in the same boat as these other crazy people, and said, no, you got to put him on the ballot. Sorry. So... But Griswold, the state, the state uh, secretary of state, Jenna Griswold. I love her name's Griswold. Isn't it? She came out and she was incensed. That basically means that the presidency is a get out of jail free card for insurrection. As someone who cares deeply about the state of our democracy, I find that very troubling. The American people need to know that the president, the person, if anybody, the person most in charge of protecting the Constitution actually has a duty to do so. Yeah, well, how about, uh, let's talk about another president that happens to be in office right now. Doesn't the president have the uh, duty, according to the Constitution, to protect our border? Mm. You know, uh, doesn't the president have the, in the Constitution, I mean, is there any of that in there that you've read? I mean, it's Miss State, Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold from the thing with the with the family truckster. Yeah, you want to talk about, you know, getting off on things because you're the president of the United States. Let's talk about your boy, Joe. Yeah, yeah, all the money from China and Ukraine and all that stuff. Let's just leave that out of this, shall so we? So I'm right there with you. I, I find uh, it very troubling that the president of the United States could engage in insurrection. And unlike everybody else, could then be president again. Oh. <laughs> Girl, you just mad. Go have a seat. Right. And finally, a man from the villages was arrested over the weekend after he crashed into a worker at a car show. What? I'll be led into the car show with my Corvette. Lady Lake cops said uh, they responded to the area of Alvarez Avenue and Main Street on Saturday after getting a report of the crash. Upon arrival, they found first responders tending to the car. Uh, show staff members explained that the man, Anthony Guerrera, 76, had gotten belligerent after being refused entry into the show, the affidavit said. As a result, Guerrero was asked to leave due to his aggressive behavior. According to the investigator, Guerrero reportedly became upset through a piece of paper at another staff member. Not a piece of paper. Oh, no, he didn't. At another staff staff member and then pr- pr- uh, purposefully reversed his car into the victim. The injury work, the injured worker was taken to the hospital and cops say they later found Guerrero. He's been arrested. $5,000 bond. You wow. criminal. <laughs> I'm going to get into the car show. I 
I'm supposed to be. Don't make me throw this paper. Every week we uh, get a front row look at our politics from the very top. So here we go to the White House and the president of the United States, fresh from pardoning turkeys, Joe Biden. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Dick Tracy. It's your Pepsi president. Okay. And before we start, I just want to say rest in peace to former Lady Rosalind Carter at the age of 96, man. Yeah, always heartbreaking when someone passes away at such a young age. So young. Well, compared to 96, you are younger, sir. You just turned 81 yesterday. Happy belated birthday, Mr. President. Oh, thank you, dear. It's just a great day to be alive or whatever I actually qualify for medically at this point. <laughs> I, I just found out that 81 is also the age where you start putting raisins in the potato salad. Oh. I did, did it for the first time today. It was delicious. Uh, did your family do anything for you to celebrate your birthday? Yeah, my, my family threw me a little party over the weekend, and the, the grandkids brought out my favorite birthday cake, uh, a Cookie Puss ice cream cake from Carvel. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the Cookie Puss. I know it sounds real dirty, but it ain't. It, 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 it is not. It's a face that's got cookies for eyes and ice cream cone for a nose. At least I think those are eyes and a nose. Nice. Okay, switching topics, sir. Uh, how did the turkey pardoning go yesterday at the White House? Oh, it went great, pal. We, we went out on the south lawn and did a little ceremony, and then we had all the little kids who were gathered around go out and pick up the turkey poop and chuck it at the PETA protesters <laughs> who were out there yelling, publicity stunt. <laughs> I see. Okay. And none of the turkeys I pardoned were named Hunter either. <laughs> <laughs> No, the two turkeys I pardoned are named Liberty and Belle. And, and Belle was really, really jittery, boy. When I went to pet her, she almost bit me right in the giblet bag. Oh, no. Yeah, she was something else. It's almost like she knew this was all BS and we were, they were going to get whacked anyway, just like the nine million other turkeys out there, man. Sir, reports claim that your re-election campaign is considering joining TikTok to sway young voters ahead of the 2024 election. Now, this comes just months after your administration purged the app from federal devices. Are you now in favor of using TikTok to get younger voters or what? Well, you better believe I am. I always offer the kid, the kids some Tic Tacs, and they eat them up, especially the orange no, ones. No. It's Tic Tac. Tic Tac, yeah. Oh, oh, that thing. Well, that That's a great place to reach all the kids these days. They, they'd love it on there. And if we could just post some videos of me getting dragged around unconscious on the White House lawn by my German shepherd, <laughs> who's chasing the gardeners, we'd be a huge hit, man. It'd go viral, Jack. Well, President viral. Biden, uh, we hear that you're going to be spending Thanksgiving out on Nantucket. <laughs> Island, Massachusetts, with your family. Can you give us any details? Oh, yeah. Well, for starters, we're going to make sure we don't do what we did last Thanksgiving, boy. What, what what happened then? We had that delicious bird all ready to go in the oven, and Jilly, God bless her, she was so busy making the side dishes, she completely forgot to check the turkey's cavity. She cooked the 10 pounds of Peruvian flake that Hunter had stashed in there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's not good. No bueno. Yeah, you're telling me, man. But, but uh, yeah, this year the whole family's going to be going, even my brother Frank, really? the one who did the nude selfie. Uh-huh. He's awfully popular there on the island. In fact, he's the one that wrote the old limerick. Uh, they wrote the old limerick about there once was a man from Nantucket. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Frank's a great guy. Yeah, he even told me that if we really wanted to get me out there reaching voters on social media, he can put me right up there on his OnlyFans account. What? He said I may have to wear a leather mask, but it'd totally be worth it, Jack. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't yeah, know. I don't know and about and that. if I'm wearing a mask on Thanksgiving, you'll always know it's me by my turkey farts. 
the sunny update. And now, what Al Pacino is thankful for. hoo It's Al Pacino. And gobble, gobble, I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for my long, illustrious career. And I'm thankful for my health. And I'm thankful for my little baby. Yep. I can't believe I was lucky enough to have a baby at this age. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in to fatherhood. But you know what I'm not thankful for? The child support payments. Looks like I'm going to have to do Godfather Part 4 just to make them payments. Bummer! Hoo-ha! This has been what Al Pacino is thankful for. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Okay. Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, did you see her? She is a, a different breed of human. Because she was talking the other day about how her and Ozzy are still together after all these years and what it took for a lasting, strong marriage that they have. You know what she said? Well, it was really turning a blind eye to all of Ozzy's groupies. His groupies? Yeah, Yeah. like back in the day, he had a lot of groupies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were together. And she said, well, that comes with being famous. It's always there, especially if somebody's insecure. You can't date someone that is that famous. And she said, I would just tell them, wear a condom and never ask their names or addresses. What? Sharon! 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 She said, I'd turn a blind eye, but if it gets to be more personal than that, then that's a problem, and I'm not willing to turn my head for that. Wow. Did you see her, though? Oh, well, she's had a lot of work done. No, the Ozempic. Oh, yeah. She's, well, so is Kelly Osborne. Looks, they both are lost a ton of weight. She looks terrible. You know, that's a weird... Um, yeah, I mean, you, that kind of rapid weight loss, your face just falls off. And Kelly's very thin, too. Kelly was always good. the chubby daughter, you know, and then she had a baby, and then she lost a ton of weight. There's a couple of them right now. There was another one yesterday I saw that I haven't seen in a while. I forget who it was. Ozempic victim, too. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, you put on 20 years. Just Well, sometimes if you don't have... Um, I don't want to call it the fat because it could be muscle too. If you if you collagen. worked out, well, mm. no, they don't. Yeah, and they don't have the anything to fill the skin. So you might be thin, but then your skin gets saggy and hangs off your bones, and you almost oh. look older. Yeah, you do. No, you, you definitely yourself. look older. Absolutely. Like if you see someone that might be a little bit curvier, they almost look younger than the ones that are really Absol- thin. I like to stay curvier. Yeah, because their yeah. their skin is, is uh, smoother. Yeah. It's interesting. But anyway, I can't believe that Sharon was just like, yeah, he's going to go bang a bunch of people. I'm fine with that. Well, <laughs> he's not hip to a lot. So you listen to a lot of Justin Bieber? Is that what we're going to... Justin Bieber? Who the f*** is Justin Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Gen Z for a second. Oh, must we? Speaking of multiple partners, a new study showed that Gen Zers, uh, they don't really want to commit, and they're okay with being in a polyamorous or open relationship. See, none of this is for me. I'm yeah, too. No. I just can't. Jealous? I don't, I don't like to share. No. Yeah, no. no. Selfish. Would you share, Angie? No. No. no absolutely no. not. No. I don't. I don't. I don't. No. I don't share my stuff. No. Sorry. Uh-uh, especially that stuff. Sixty percent. That's high for Gen Z. Want yeah, it open but or? They say a lot of stuff they don't really mean when it actually comes to the real. You know, really happening. Uh, yeah. Mm. I don't think that they would. Well, you know, that comes down to because I've had friends that have tried to do like the menage a trois and you know every guy always says oh yeah that'd be awesome or yeah, people no. always say that and then it comes down to it and they're like no, no. yeah no I don't want to do that no you no. know um, 
and this is, of course, according to Ashley Madison's site. Now, if you know what Ashley Madison is, shame on you. If you don't, then good for you. It's a, it's a cheating website. I think their slogan is "Life is short, have an affair." Yeah, it's an upscale cheating oh. website. Oh, uh, yeah. oh upscale cheating. I need to see a yeah, it's different not, than your you know whores or us down yeah. on the <laughs> corner. Okay. And speaking of Gen Z, oh, this is rich. Have you heard this? No. Gen Z workers say that they should be hired for their personality, not productivity, because they set the vibe of the office. Gotcha. You know what? We'll go vibeless, all right? So go away. But doesn't that explain a lot about the way people are hired these days? These people are just so far gone, man. It's just, they have no concept. You know, and it's interesting, because one of the girls, one of the influencers that was writing about this, put up a parody. And it was quite comical, and it was the girl that walked into the meeting, and you see these two girls in a conference room, and they're putting together a project, and they're working really hard. And they're like, we're not ready. Our boss, Greg, who's the CEO, he's so scary, and we really need an extension, but we're too scared to ask him. Mm -hmm. So then this girl walks in. She's like, oh, my God, you guys, the need's done. They're like, we're working on the project. And she's like, oh, yeah, you need more time? They're like, yeah, but we're scared to talk to Greg. She's like, oh, I'll totally call him for you guys. She's the vibe hire. What? She's the vibe hire. So then they... She's like, I'll call him for for you. So she calls him on the phone. She's like, Greggy, what are you doing? Where are you? What's going on? Oh, really? Oh, my God. That's so fun. Hey, listen, I have to ask you a question. And so it's like this, the girl that breaks the ice that's not the normal. And, and of course, Greg gives him the extension because, you know, happy, fun, vibey girl that Cole got the job him. called him. And it was oh just. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they're expecting now to be hired for their personality instead of their productivity. <sighs> What a difference. Although, have you ever worked with someone that has zero personality? Yeah. That's a fun time. <laughs> well, they, they're they not at the desk next to you. But. Right. But man, no, that you go to walk by them in the hall and you try to say hi, and they're just like... Well, we were ha- we had one here that I remember. She was a nice lady. Nothing, can't say anything bad about her, but I remember you'd say hi, and she thought she was going to punch her. Oh, you is know? it the same lady we always yeah, talk yeah, about that used always... to look me up and down at my outfits? She did that to you, but to us, to All me and time. Smoke, she would just like, Smoke had an ongoing joke that he was going to lunge at her one day, but <laughs> but it, she acted as if just walking by was you lunging at her, because yeah. the, you'd walk by, if you made eye contact, she would like, she was she yeah. would be like startled. Oh, no, mine started at my forehead, went down to my shoes, and then she gave me a mm <laughs> As she walked by. <laughs> what were you wearing? One of no, your fortune-telling outfits? Yeah, just what I always normally wear. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you're probably showing some skin. No, I didn't show Great offense show to her. No, compared to her, you do. Oh, well, yeah, she had the doily collar oh, and the thing, the all turtleneck. The up, all the way up on a track. And at the holidays, the turtleneck would have like a snowman pin right. or a Christmas tree pin. Yeah, a doily on her shoulder, each shoulder. You know, it would have the snowflake earrings right. and a big red bow. I miss those days. Hey, do you know who Mr. Beast is? Yes. He's a YouTuber, very popular, makes about three to five million dollars a month, by the way. And yes, I did say a month. So he did something that is the scenes from Rick's Nightmares. You ready for this? Uh, He got 57 million views. He decided to bury himself alive for a week for a stunt. Um, He has 212 million subscribers. Now, uh, what he did was he had a camera, uh, a coffin. Well, he had a camera in the coffin as well, but the coffin was kind of clear. It had a clear cage so you could see him from the top. Like a, it looked like glass. And it was equipped with cameras. He was six feet under? Yeah, so they dug a hole. They put him down six feet under. They had cameras to record the video and make sure nothing went wrong. They didn't cover him? I'm getting there. Oh, I think Um, you said no. So finally, he had his buddies dump 20,000 pounds of dirt on top of the coffin. Oh, no, no, no. So he would be buried, you know, all the way underneath. No. So he had safeguards. He had food and water in there, and he could breathe and everything, but he said it was psychologically taxing, even for him, and that he was reduced to tears 
several times. Hold on, I'm out of there. Throughout the week. Um, yeah, they were worried actually, this is interesting, about blood clots in his legs when he got out for being in a confined space, I guess yeah. a little too long. Uh, thankfully, that never happened. He completed it and he got out and he was in tears when he got out There's of it. And said no it was, way. He said mental agony like he's never experienced before. He did actually shatter the previous record he set uh, in 2021 after being buried alive for 50 hours. So he did seven days this time, but I mean, brought to tears, fell to his knees when he came out. No, no, no. That's a, you're right. Nightmare. Nightmare. You're claustrophobic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Could no never way. Do it. No way. No, I have no desire. All right. Hey, everybody, it's Mr. Beast. And if you're like me, you cry like a baby after you've been buried alive for a week. Well, now you don't have to. With Mr. Beast, no more tears after being buried alive for a week shampoo. My baby just loves Mr. Beast, no more tears after being buried alive for a week shampoo. Almost as much as he loves being buried alive for a week. Right, sweetie? <laughs> And his hair is so soft and silky. You bet it is. And Mr. Beast, no more tears after being buried alive for a week shampoo is great for adults, too. My husband loves the way his hair looks after being buried alive for... Oh, wait. I buried him alive two weeks ago and forgot to dig him up. Whoops. <laughs> oh, well. Mr. Beast, no more tears after being buried alive for a week shampoo. In stores now. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Seems hey, likely you're with stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. I got a great idea. It's been 12 years, but maybe it's time for a new game. I got, I got, what did I tell you? Remember, I, I told you the game I wanted to play. Oh, uh, was Biden or, no, Congress or criminals oh, no, no. or something? It was, uh, it was, we give you a choice of Congress, NFL, or NBA. Oh, yeah, and they all oh. commit a crime. I would tell you the crime, and you'd have to tell me which organization they belong to. That's pretty And to genius. make Smoke happy, it would always be Congress. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it usually is. <laughs> All right, so this Ukrainian granny, Natalia, 54 years old. That's not, you know, that's not grandmother age. What is this? How much? 54. That maybe. is not grandmother's age. Sophia. Okay, she, maybe she actually has a granddaughter. No, well, I'm probably. saying you could be, technically, you could be a grandmother no, at yeah, 54, yeah. but I wouldn't consider that granny age. If you had no control of your sons. Uh, listen, Natalia's 54. Sophia Vi- Viagra is 50. So, there. Does she look like a granny? I think not. Mm. <laughs> Well, are we going by looks can, or are we going by age? She can or are we going weave by? some doilies for me anytime. 54-year-old grandmother of six and very much desires to fight for her country, Ukraine. Being over 50 and a grandma doesn't exactly qualify. She's not infantry material. So what does she do? She flies deadly drones. Well, all righty. Yeah, she's a drone pilot. Get it, wow. Gamma. Formerly a thermal power engineer. That's a grandma. Yeah. Wow, dude. Mommy, you don't tell expect. me about nuclear fusion. Let's sit down and I'll read your story about the <laughs> atoms. I'll get my drone to dangle the book in front of you. All right, so um, this is just, God. So this kid work, works at Kroger. He's 19. His name is Tyree Brown. He started working at the supermarket, and, uh, well, things went very well for him. You see, he's in Atlanta, Georgia, and he was accused of pocketing $980,000 how did he do it? He would work at the uh, customer service counter and never put a single dime of the returns back. <gasps> he then allegedly used the money to buy clothes, guns, and cars. Yeah, like you do. Lawyers, guns, and money. Yeah. Wow. Detectives, detectives in Gwinnett County, Georgia, claimed that Brown uh, began making false transactions immediately after he was hired by Kroger in 2020. The false items ranged in price from seventy-five dollars to $87,000 with the money then transferred to several credit cards he had. Wow. 
980,000. Jeez. That's the kind of kid you want to hire to be your security espionage, financial espionage security guy. Yeah, that's yeah more like a consigliere. <laughs> right? Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. In the mood on my bicycle, bicycle. Bicycle. What is going on with people? I just don't understand, man. So, um, this guy is riding a bicycle, and he was spotted by this female doodling himself while riding a bicycle. Now, I want you to think about that. That's not easy. Have you no control? I don't know if you work uh, yeah, for the... because your legs are kind of going up and down. You got to steer with the other hand and, and kind of pay attention. And your boys are smushed on the seat. I know. I don't know if he worked at the circus or what. The female witness told cops that she spotted the man later identified as Timothy Graham, 44, exposing his dingling while doodling it. You ever seen this? <laughs> while riding a bicycle. This happened in Clearwater. That's when you go push him over. <laughs> Graham yeah, was later put a stick in those spokes. <laughs> oh God! Graham was later stopped by cops, and the victim said she was 100% confident he was the man she saw pleasuring himself on the bike around 5 a.m. Oh, oh my! I was honking my horn. God! Not only that, the danger what could happen. He's uh, locked up at $150 bond. Oh, that's it. That's it. This is why people keep doing it. Well, I mean, they figure $150 bond. If he could afford to do it in his car, he'd probably do it there. I'm telling you, roll up a magazine and you just whack him on it like a bad puppy. No, no. <laughs> All right, and finally, Colombia is overrun with uh, cocaine uh, hippos. <laughs> What's going oh, on? Yeah, that's right. They're still trying to get rid of these things. Yeah, they were uh, belonged to Kingpin. You know uh, what's make a cartel leader? Kingpin. Pablo- what's his name? <laughs> Pablo Escobar. That's right. Two male hippos and one female underwent surgical sterilization. Environmentally, environmental authorities said it is part of a larger government effort to control the population of more than 100 of the mammals that roam around unsupervised in the rivers. They used to belong to Pablo Escobar and were in mm-hmm. his compound. Not 100, but they multiply quickly. Right. Those things are dangerous. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, now, who does the hippo sterile? Do you have to specialize in that, or are you just... You must have to have some sort of... Hippo sterilization experience. Well, I mean, a big time vet person, yeah. right? But those things are huge. They'll eat you whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not looking to cut for an exciting off. new career. I sure am. Then train for a new career sterilizing Pablo Escobar's hippos at Hippo Tech University. Yes, there's now a demand for people who know how to sterilize Pablo Escobar's hippos, and you can get the training you need at Hippo Tech. My boring career as an accountant was going nowhere. I just needed something different, so I enrolled at Hippo Tech and learned how to sterilize hippos. More more specifically, hippos that were kept as pets by Pablo Escobar. And let me tell you, I am getting the hands-on training I need to... Okay, easy, hippo, easy. Whew, these things sure don't like being sterilized. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, right. Hippo Tech gives me the skills I need to... Oh, oh, you're, you're crushing me. Oh, help. Oh, I can't breathe. So what are you waiting for? Become the sterilizer of Pablo Escobar's hippos you've always dreamed of being at Hippo Tech University. Your exciting new career starts today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Who put the turkey in the toilet? He's certainly a fine-looking turkey. On 105.9 Sunny FM, Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And now, what former President Donald Trump is thankful for. Wow, I have so much to be thankful for, that I can tell you. And I have a lot to not be thankful for, too. Let's rattle those things off first, shall we? I'm not thankful for the radical left and the way they stole the election. 
I'm not thankful for the countless witch hunts happening right now. I'm innocent of all the allegations against me, by the way. I'm not thankful for Sleepy Joe. Wow, so sleepy. Always fumbling and bumbling. Why would anybody be thankful for that? Not me. Not by a lot. Wow, there's no way I'll be able to get through this whole list in the allotted time. But I'll try. I'm not thankful for... Uh, wait, where are you going? This was supposed to be what former President Donald Trump is thankful for. <laughs> All right, the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. I don't know about you, but when I want to know what's going on in the world of politics and controversy around the country, the first person I turn to is... CNN? Me. No. TikTok? Nope. Snapchat? Uh, no. Jill? No. Um, Cardi B? Oh. oh. Why would you go to her? She's a, she's a wealth of information. On what? Stripping? No. Everything. Worldwide. Politics. Uh, pop culture. Um, you know. Superstar mm. rapper Cardi B has reportedly gone after Mayor Eric Adams. Here's what's happening with Mayor Eric Adams. You don't know. He is the mayor of New York City. And uh, when the migrants started pouring in from Texas, uh, bus after bus after bus, he got about as many migrants as uh, Texas gets in about a day uh, in a year. And he was very upset about that. 114,000 migrants. They took over the Rosemont Hotel. Oh, yeah. They totally destroyed it. But the people who owned the Rosemont didn't care. They were getting fat checks for three times the price a room was every single week from the government. Which, by the way... It's a misnomer. It's you who is paying for that. Then when oh. there was no room, more room in the Rosemont, they started going out to Long Island and yeah. Staten Island and the five boroughs, and they went out there and took away kids' soccer fields and built 10 cities in there to get all these migrants in there. Because, you know, these migrants are very important to the Democrats because at some point they have to vote for them. Did you hear about the ones that didn't like it here? They went to Chicago and they They're were like, like this. this is gross. Bye. Yeah, and we want to go back. They went back to Venezuela. Good. So anyway... Cardi B's talking about Mayor Adams. What happened to him is, because of all the noise he made about all this, complaining that, hey, this is going to... He actually said, this is going to put an end to New York City as we know it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The powers that be got very upset, Adams. So all of a sudden, the weaponized FBI came out of nowhere and started investigating to see if they could find a little something to just jab him with. And they did. Apparently, Mayor Adams allegedly took some money from Turkey when he ran for mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of Turkish friends, and they did a little favor for him. He did a little favor for them. And then there was a campaign contribution that floated over to Mr. Adams. That's what they're looking into. This was a shot over the bow of, you know what that term, that whole phrase means. This is like, try that again. You complain a little bit more about these migrants, and next time we're going to do a full-blown investigation. It's just like they do with Donald Trump. Same exact thing. You see, you either follow and Mm-hmm. Block step into with a party or you're in trouble. Yeah. So Cardi B is slamming the mayor because now he's got nowhere to turn. He can't complain. So instead of doing anything about it and, you know, sticking to his convictions, what he did was start to cut the budget of New York City employees. For instance, New York City, New York City is rivaled by Chicago in the amount of crime and the increase of crime. Just last month, uh, Jewish hate crimes went up 214%. Wow. So you would think at this point you need more police. You got all these 200,000 migrants walking around. We don't know who they are. We don't know which one are terrorists, which ones are criminal, which ones were let out of prison in Honduras and because they don't want them there anymore and send them through Mexico up in here. We don't check. Yeah. So now he's cutting like a police force. He's cutting 4,000 employees out of the police force in New York that can't even handle what's going on now. So rapper Cardi B is very concerned. In New York... 
There is a 120 million budget cut. There's a 120 million budget cut in New York that is going to affect schools, public libraries, and um, the police department. Y'all know I don't give a f- the cops, but like it is what it is. There's gonna be an 120 million dollar budget cut and a $5 million budget cut in sanitation. Of a budget cut in sanitation, we're gonna be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in rats. That's right. She's very concerned about the rats. You know, she's from the Bronix, so there's a lot of rats up there. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, why are you cutting from the most important places? Schools, cops. Well, where else are they going to cut? They're going to cut his salary? Pff, no. Can't have that. Cardi B goes on. And this is why I said, I'm not, this is why I'm telling y'all, I'm not this year. Don't ask me. I don't give a the resume that they send. I don't give a I'm not endorsing no presidents no more because how is that a hundred hundred million dollar budget cut in new york city for for um schools library uh police safety and sanitation yeah joe biden's talking about like yeah we could fund two wars we could fund two wars talking about we don't got it but we got it like we're the greatest nation no the we're not we're going through some right now like say it <laughs> so yeah so I, you know what i agree with her she ain't gonna endorse no president. Uh-uh, no more. I don't care. Mm-mm. 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 Not gonna happen. <sighs> well, I mean, yeah, you, you hear so many celebrities that voted for Biden coming back around. You heard Michael Rappaport the other day who loathes Trump saying, you know what? I'm sorry, but voting for him's back on the table. I can't take it anymore. Yep, yep. No, at least I got a little sense. Yeah. She says, you know, you gotta get out there and say it. Like, say it, say it. We really going through, uh, we, we, we really, 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 really are f- right now. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's do a little contest. Uh, let me see here. Let me get the contest music up in here. Turn that off. Okay, between the two of you. And now, welcome to how many times did she say really in that okay. sentence? Okay, Jill, you're first. How many times would you say she said really? Eight. Eight Ooh, times. Yeah, I was going to go with seven. Seven? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with a higher number. I'm going to go with 10. Let's okay. see who's closest. You have to count, Jill. I okay, can't. Okay, I will. Okay. Like, say it. Say it. We really going through... Uh, we, we, we really, 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 really are f- right now. I have over 10, if you count the first one. So I really. win? Yeah. yeah I win! All right, what do I get? Nothing. Woohoo! Cardi nothing! B's new album. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Say it. We really going through... Uh, we, we, we really, 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 really are f- right now. <laughs> that should be her slogan. Yep. That'd take a big space, though, and a big... She should go up on the debate stage. Really, 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 We could fund two wars. That's like a n- trying to front, like, yeah, I got the money to support two, but you really don't. This is f- crazy. And then, you know, the world is in f- shambles. <laughs> it is a shambles. <sighs> And I got to tell you, from listening to her, I could tell the schools aren't doing well either. No, I mean, I don't <laughs> think she went, but that's fine. All right. But I'm really not on NATO's side. I'm really not in Russian side. I'm actually in the citizen side because... Mm-hmm. She's in the citizen side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's her views on Ukraine. Well. <sighs> <laughs> what are we going to do, you guys? I don't know. We need to do something. We really, 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 really need to do something. Really? Yeah, really. Like, say it. Say it. We really going through, we we really, 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 really are right now. Really? Really? Really. 
She could just see she's CEO of a company. She's at the head of the table. She's doing the board meeting. <laughs> we, we really, 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 really got to work on our profits. I think she means it's really important. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you remember when Tucker Carlson asked Trump if the next thing they're going to do is kill him? It started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left, and then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. I mean, the next stage is is violence. Is are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you? Honestly. Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. They are sick. And uh, it's not just Democrats. It's anybody in politics these days. They're in it for the money, dude. And nothing's going to get in the way of that. What do you think this Trump thing is about? You really think there's people out there that actually still think it's because Trump is a bad man. There's a, I heard a video the other day of somebody saying Trump's in it for the money. No, Trump was worth $3.75 billion when he took the first job as president. Mm-hmm. Now he's down to $2.32 billion. So he lost over a billion dollars while being president and wow. also the aftermath of being president. So, you know, kind of like you might want to look at some of the facts before you start jabberwabbing. But uh, yeah, the next thing after protesting and everything they've done to him, including the four or five or six or nine indictments that he's really, 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 really dealing with right now. <laughs> the next thing is assassination. I mean, look. People who are evil and intend on doing evil things or have done evil things project that out. You can't, they can't help it. It's their ego speaking. And sometimes they get so excited, it's like a little kid. You'll just say what you did. Yeah. So this guy, Representative Daniel Goldman of New York, yesterday was on MSNBC and it just came out. His rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric. Now it is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Wow. Eliminated? Yeah. Well, whatever do you mean, sir? Can so you then, go into detail about how you mean to eliminate mm-hmm. him? So then he... Uh, Busted. He, of Got, course... Uh, uh, researched by Secret Service. He walked back his statement. You know how you do oh. that? You put the collar on it, put the leash on it, and you walk it back. Come here, boy. Come here, statement. Come here, come here, statement. Sit, statement. Sit. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, Goldman apologized, walked the statement back, his comment. He says, I, I wish no harm on him. Oh, no, you do. Let's, let's, one, just one more time. Let's, let's listen to this because it sounds very Soprano-like. Uh, and he has to be, uh, he has to be eliminated. Eliminated. Oh. That sounds, that sounds uh, like rhetoric that is uh, violent, uh, my friend. I mean, and of course, uh, Trump mentioned this the other day, vermin in the White House. We pledge to you that we will root out The communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Probably out of all the things he said, that's probably the most accurate. Yeah. And who would be the vermin? So that was, well, Daniel Goleman is Uh, one of them. He's got to be eliminated. All he needs is a whack upside the head. Not in the face. All right, let's see here. Oh, so in Oregon, you know Oregon and Washington, Northwest, Seattle. Yeah, Pacific Northwest. Portland, you know, very progressive city. We're, they really are. We're better than you, and we know how to do things better because we're better than you. We we have a, we have compassion, you know, and we're righteous, and we're uh, uh, beacons of morality. And, beacons. You know, so, uh, you know, and people should be free to do what they want as long as they do it exactly like we tell them. It looks like Escape from L.A. out there. Well, you thought Los Angeles was bad in San Francisco. Pfft. 
in Oregon, they passed a law. How many years ago was this? Three years. It's three-year anniversary yesterday of passing a trail. They called it a trailblazing law. Because no one's ever tried to exert control like this ever before. Decriminalizing hard drugs. Huh. It was bad enough then. You know, we had the needles all over the place. and But now, heroin, meth, and cocaine are legal in Oregon. That's really? right. Well, guess what? This blue state does what every blue state does when they try to do things. They destroy the state. Death and devastation ahead. 13 times the drug overdoses and deaths now as compared to three years ago. That's crazy. 13 times. And guess what? The people voted for it. You're all idiots. Thank God you're far away. Dude, what, what what would make you think? You know what? This will work. Right. This this is this should be our plan. Why aren't we doing this? Transgender swimmer. Oh, by the way, this brings up something. Uh, we were talking about transgender ideology the other day. Uh, uh, I mean, there's some people that are trapped in you know either or man or woman's body. That's understandable. It's it it up to this point, up to 2019, it was about 0.6 percent of the population. It was six percent of one percent. Uh, of the population yeah. was transgender. And then all of a sudden, everybody's transgender. It's like, what is it, a quarter of high school students consider themselves gender fluid or mm-hmm. non-binary? It's called social contagion, and we were talking about that the other day, and some dear friends of mine at work who own a store, uh, I won't tell you where, because I don't want to point them out. They're okay. already dealing with stuff. Yeah. Uh, some lady came in there, obviously somebody of very low information, low intelligence, and, uh, you know, but righteous. You know, Lululemons and ready to go at it. You know, she's ready to fight the good fight. Went in there to get something and sat down and we were on. And, of course, really? she heard us talking about, you know, uh, I think it was Riley Gaines and stuff like that. She wrote. See, this is what we do today. We don't. We don't have the guts or the courage to confront the person we disagree with. In this case, it would be the person who put the station on in their place of business. Can't you disagree with someone and just I don't know, move on with your life? No. But but, but if you disagree with somebody, the, the 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 thing, the right thing to do is to go up to them and say, hey. Why do you have this station on? Maybe you listen to them. They may have an explanation. Tell them why they like to listen to us. And you may explain your part as to why you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, and do that. I don't know bias here. So, no. <laughs> so instead, this coward wrote a letter to their corporate office. <gasps> and you know how corporate offices are. They don't look into facts or no. what happened or who it is or why it was on. I'm surprised the corporate office even... Their immediate response was what? What do you think their immediate response? We will turn off the radio station immediately. Uh, They can't tell them what to do. It's a franchise. uh, We don't uh, condone or No, you're getting closer now. Remember the line that they always use. Uh, The views of this Closer, even closer. No, this does not Uh, reflect. Reflect our beliefs. beliefs. Close. What's the other word? Starts Uh, with a V. uh, Views. No. Values. There you go. Values. I win. Woohoo! Jill wins that one. Yeah. So um, I know the lady's not listening, so I can't say anything to, uh, you know, but what am I going to do? Can I read you something real fast? Sure. Because I was reading up on this the other day. Somebody sent, actually, a listener sent this to us. Okay. I love when they do this. Um, There's a guy by the name of John Money. Have you heard of him? No. He advocated for the sexual liberation of children using porn and kink. In other words, he wants the consensual age to be lowered to 12. Oh, nice. For kids. So, because he's a pedophile. Right. Uh, He's the one that. (laughs) 
No, I'm serious. He's the one that created gender ideology in his words. So I'm not talking about uh, people that are actually trans individuals. I'm talking about this whole social contagion of uh, you could be whatever you feel like being. And if you identify as someone that, oh, oh, conveniently likes to have sex with older people when you're a child, that works out well for John. Mm-hmm. His quote said, a child... A childhood sexual experience, such as being the partner of a relative or an older person, um, doesn't affect the child adversely. What? Yeah, he's a sick and evil man, um, and he's responsible for creating the term gender identity and gender ideology as a whole. Nobody's drowned him in a septic tank yet? (laughs) Yeah, no, he's a horrible, horrible person, and he's a pedophile, so there you go. There's background on that. Wow. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet, on the internet, he may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. Well, you know, to rich people, people who run corporations, the mega rich, the elite, the elite uh, leaders of our country, politicians alike, um, one thing they strive for is complete control of you, complete control. Uh, not only is it a way for them to make their, they think, their job easier of you know controlling every aspect of society, but it also it's an aphrodisiac for them. They actually, I really think they get, they get aroused uh-huh. by the control. I mean, look, come on. <sighs> Napoleon, Hitler, I mean, yeah. all those people, they get aroused by what they have, the power they have. Mm-hmm. Power is an insatiable uh, element of their joy. Mm-hmm. Power is a hell of a drug. Yeah. So even corporations like Pfizer, the VP, we've, we've talked about this guy before. Yeah, this is the guy that he, well, he used to be the VP, I think. Oh, he's not anymore? No, no, because he got fired because you don't toe the line, buddy. Uh-oh. You don't reflect our values. So he talks about the cashless society. We hope and pray that this never happens because that'll be the end of us. Well, he's European, so they're already like trying to do that. No. The European Union Chancellor lady's already trying to propose that whole thing of like, well, we'll have a euro that's only on the computers, and if you need to buy anything, it's only $100 cash. This is the most you'll be able to have. This is one step away from the oh. credit. Uh, Life credit in China, where they give you credit for doing the yeah, things they want. Social credit things. score. Social credit score, same thing, because they can control what you do. If you spend this much money on a video game, well, you're not very well. Your credit score goes down. Technology makes it real easy to track all that stuff now. Also, if your groceries, uh, you buy too much junk food, then your health insurance goes up. I mean, yep. just look at the way you get advertised, too. So here's the former Pfizer VP talking about the cashless society. What we must not let them do, when we lose cash, if we lose cash, and you've only got central bank digital currencies, the computer will know what it is you're trying to do before you even do it, and they will prevent you from doing it. If, for example, they say, you can't leave your house more than five miles, you try and buy a bottle of water six miles from home, you won't be able to. I'm not kidding. That's those... So many reasons why you should retain cash. It's offensive that the politicians uh, uh, believe that they have a right to all of your information at all times. With 5G, in an urban area, they know within a small number of metres where you are. They know if you're on the toilet or in the kitchen. Wow. All right, here's the next one. A congresswoman, you know Cori Bush. She's uh, she's a bit of a racist, and she's uh, she's not very smart. No, apparently she's very unaware of the tax code. <laughs> right, and the way they uh, hook you when they want to separate you by class, you know, those are the rich people. we mm-hmm. got to get rid of them. Or those are the rich people. They're the reason you're poor, mm-hmm. which is all untrue. It's not, a, you know. So uh, the way they do it is they always say, the rich got to pay their fair share. Well, you see, that's people who don't know anything about math, simple math. 
can't fall for that kind of crap. Yeah, like Elon Musk paid more taxes than anyone else in the country. The last top two percent in this country pay more than the top ninety percent of the entire wow. country in taxes. It's an incredible number, you know. But oh, but they got all this money. It doesn't mean anything to them. That doesn't meaning doesn't get emotions have nothing to do with it. Math is math. So uh, Congressman woman Cory Bush doesn't get it. She doesn't understand that the rich do pay more in taxes than the poor. Here she is. So you're saying that 40, you're, you're saying that they're paying their fair share is what you're saying. No, I'm asking what percentage is a fair share. Their fair share, the same, if I'm paying, if a third of my money is going to taxes, then I think a third of their money should be going it to does. taxes. It does. Well, it does. <laughs> I'm trying to understand because you realize the ta- effective tax rate on the poor is less than it is on the rich, right? Okay, so first of all, um, <laughs> I'm not the poor. I'm very close to that line, but I'm not the poor. Okay, so the effective, tax rate on the, the effective tax rate on the middle class okay. is less than it is on the rich, correct? Oh boy, and that's a congresswoman. <laughs> she goes, charge of our stuff. <laughs> God. Yeah, she's right next to the capsized guy. <laughs> And finally, Biden had his birthday yesterday. He's 81 years old, oldest uh, president ever. This is, uh, yeah, I think everyone was like, oh, wow. Because people know that he's old, but then yesterday being his birthday just pointed it out even more. Huh? So here it is. Happy birthday to the commander in chief. Wow, turning 81 years old today and running a country. My God. Happy birthday, man. You don't look a day over. Please fucking retire already. <laughs> Please. For the love of God. Do you know where you are? Do you know, what year is it? No, don't Google it. What year is it? It's my favorite game to play with, with Congress. It's like, is it Congress or is it hospice? You know, I can't, can't, can't tell. Whenever I make that joke, people always go, this is ageist. This is ageist. It's like, you wouldn't trust your 81-year-old grandparent to do f-ing anything. They can't, they can't turn on the TV and you want a mother in charge running the country. Joe has reached the age where, uh, it's what I call the whisper age where everything's just a whisper. Because the voice has been around for 81 years. It's going to go out. I'm looking forward to his uh, debates that he's going to have to do with other old people. That'll be fun. I don't even think those guys will be up there debating uh, political issues. I think they're going to be debating what should be served for dinner. You know, is it mac and cheese again or should we do potato salad? I think it'll be them just debating if Depends really does work. Does it absorb all of the feces? Or can you pee all day and it depends or 81 years. You know the the number one hit song that came out when Joe Biden was born? It was just Morse code. <laughs> it's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Can I interrupt your segment for just a of second? I want to say hi to my grandkids, Theo, uh, Lincoln. His name is Luca, but I call him Lincoln. Uh-huh. And Arlo. They're hi, the, guys. They're the most beautiful children. Yeah. Their skin is beautiful. Their eyes are beautiful. They're too young to appreciate it right now, but one day they will. And they're on their way to uh, Kennedy Space Center to oh, see them. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Have fun. Don't break anything, because if you break it, you buy it, and <laughs> rockets are expensive. Hopefully you got Grandpa Rick's credit card with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, have you seen this story about Angelina Jolie and her son? I think his name is, is uh, Pax. Oh. 
Um, this is Pax Jolie Pitt. Now, this guy hates Brad Pitt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what he said and then we'll discuss, okay? Is he from Malawi? He's from one of those countries. Okay. I don't think he's from the same area that Madonna's kids are from, but I forget where he's from. So uh we've heard speculation that Brad Pitt was an alcoholic. He is sober now, which leads you to believe that he was an alcoholic at some point. Well, if you say that, yeah. And uh, Angelina Jolie talked about how he would go on these rants after he would drink too much alcohol. I don't know if drug use was involved or not. So back on Father's Day, Pax Jolie Pitt wrote a very special tribute to his dad. Are you Uh ready? Yeah. Oh, boy. Happy Father's Day to this world-class a-hole. You time and time again prove yourself to be a terrible person. Um, you have provided a constant hell, and the truth will come to light someday. Oh, God. So happy Father's Day to you, you effing awful human being. Damn. Now, part of me says... You couldn't find that in a Hallmark card? Yeah. Something must have really awful must yeah, have what happened, happened to make him say something like that. But then the other half of me is like, is he just a product of her? Because she... It was a really messy divorce. We still don't know all the details of what happened. Mm. And I think that, you know, his feeling to protect mom or stand by mom during this divorce. Right. And then he hears everything that's coming out of her mouth. So he gets an earful of all the bad things about wow. dad. Wow. Yeah. That so, can happen. She I'm poisoned not, the kids on him. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not really sure what's going on there. But that was his lovely message to his father. Wow. Now, let's move on to Tyrese Gibson. Do you know who Tyrese is? Nope. He was in all the Fast and the Furious movies. Okay. Bald, black, good-looking dude. Um, so he's facing a lawsuit for allegedly making, can you imagine doing this, excessive altercations, or alterations, I should say, to an Airbnb rental. Now, imagine you go into an Airbnb, you pay a bunch of money, you stay there, and then you redecorate the entire place. <laughs> he didn't do that, oh, did he? Oh, yeah. So he rented a five-bedroom home in Woodland Hills for about $20,000 a month for six months. He made changes, according to the people that rented out the Airbnb, such as altering electrical panels, painting a marble fireplace gold, and blocking doors and windows. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm a rich celebrity. I can do whatever I want. The owner also says that he tried to remove 22 banana trees from the property. What? But the only reason that didn't happen is the gardener refused to do what he asked and said, I can't remove these. These aren't yours. They belong to the owner of the property. Why would you get rid of the banana trees? He says he did all of these things. Because he doesn't like free fruit. No, he did them for privacy, which I would think the more banana trees you have would provide more privacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he goes around, by the way, it was $25,000 in damages, which if he gives you that, but what a pain to have to redo everything. So he went around, there's a video up on TMZ where he was kind of pointing out what he did and that it's none of it's permanent and it's all removable. So what he did, because it's him and his two daughters that were staying there, he said, this is really to protect paparazzi, which I mean, I know you're in Fast and Furious movies, but are that many people chasing you around? Hmm. Yeah, Um, I don't think so. And he put all of these blockades, if you will, they're not even shades, you Mm -hmm. can put blackout shades in front of them, these full fillers, if you will, into the the windowsill that just plug it up. And the owners were saying it was hard to get out. And he was showing space in between saying, see, it's not cemented in. You just have to remove it. He didn't remove any of it himself. Right. It's just in there. So they're saying, yeah, $25,000 in damages. So he's being sued by the Airbnb owner. For oh, making well, that many, I'm just more uh, more upset by his choice of colors for the fireplace. Yeah, gold. Okay, come on. <laughs> yeah, what are you hanging out with, Donald Trump? I was friends gold. with somebody um, one time back home that had they had a ton of money. They were a couple, and they 
remodeled their house. It's their house. They could do it. You know, it's their taste, but it was very ornate. So everything was painted. Everything was gold. Railings were gold. They wallpapered. Um, no, not wallpapered. Fabriced this, this, the walls. Uh-huh. So instead of wallpaper, it was like uh, felt and suede fabric on the walls. Uh-huh. A lot of the walls were fabric. And then gold chairs and a purple table. Oh, it looked like Prince God. lived there. So you study decorating at Caesar's Palace? Yeah, it was very, very interesting. <laughs> I remember going over there and I was like, huh. It was fascinating to go. But every room was like that. Every single room. Lord. Um, how do you handle relatives asking you for money? You don't give don't. it to them. It's always a sticky situation, right? Or do you just flat out say no? You say no. So Kevin O'Leary, do you know who he is from Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. He says it's often a bad outcome when you mix family and money, but through trial and error, he's come up with a strategy. He said, always gift, never loan. No, yeah, absolutely. It's not your. Once you give it to him, it's gone. Don't, yeah, don't ask for it back. He said, I don't want to loan anybody money because I don't want anyone to owe me or drive a wedge in my family. Instead, if they really need it, I'll agree to a one-time gift. Ah. He said, for example, if a family member asks you for, sorry, I gagged a little bit. If a family member asks you for $150,000, sure, here you go, to start a restaurant, I'll mm. give them $50,000 as a gift and say, I don't need that back. He says, there's two conditions, though. They can never ask them for more money and they can never talk about the gift moving forward. Wow. Do you think that's a good plan? Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, but if anybody asks you to borrow money, that's it. Just give it to him if you want to, and Don't it's gone. It Don't even expect it back. Yeah. yeah, I ain't got none anyway. I'm sorry. So there's a new Hunger Games movie out. Did you ever watch any of the Hunger Games? No. I loved the the, the first part. But Why? This is like a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently it did very well. It. I will, I will say that when I watched the first Hunger Games movie, the original, in the movie theater, my blood pressure has never been that high for that long of a time. Really? Through a movie. You brought a blood pressure cuff with you it to gave the theater? Me, no, I could feel like my pulse and everything. Oh. I was like, oh my God. It was so, I had so much anxiety. The movie was excellent. Was it? But it was such a crazy concept that kids have to kill each other to the death. It was like this government. If you've never seen it, you really should go watch it. Yeah, it's pretty much what's coming in the next 10 to 25 years. Because I need that kind of stress. Okay. Yeah, there's um, different districts. Yeah. And um, Douglas, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Douglas? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's dad. Oh, Kurt Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Donald, Donald Sutherland, Sutherland yeah. plays like what would be the equivalent to like a president, right? And right. Oh, I remember this. Okay, yeah. And there's yeah. all the districts from the richest down to the poorest, and each district will draw a name of a male and a female, and they have to go into the Hunger Games and uh, fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here and we're gonna call them zip codes. Yeah, so then whoever comes out the winner. It's to remind the people that you're not in charge, we are, and here's Mm -hmm. what we do to your kids, right? Right. It's kind of like a... So there's a prequel coming out, how it all started. It's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It came in at number one at the box office. It was also books before it was the movie, so it was huge like Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're a fan of the movie and you're a fan of the movie franchise, you're going to love what they came out with just in time for Thursday. When you're a turkey, you won't make it out alive. Hunger Games Turkey Farms. (laughs) Our turkey tributes are forced to beat the stuffing out of each other, so there's room for you to put the stuffing back in. And after a delicious fight to the death, your turkey is shipped from our arena right to your Thanksgiving dinner table. Why would you want the turkeys that lose? Because their meat was pounded into tender, juicy submission. Hunger Games Turkey Farms. When you're hungry, you don't want to play games. 
know. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. All right, here we go. So a mother in Peru let her son draw all over their walls when the son was a baby. All over their walls in their house. Everywhere. Oh. Every wall. Uh, Adieni Peña Garcia allowed her son Santiago Daniel to draw on every wall of their home when he was just 10 months old. He started to draw all over the walls, but he seemed so happy she couldn't stop him. The single mom told Southwest News Service Santiago Daniel, now four years old, had drawn so much the family had to repaint the entire house inside. Okay. They're moving out. While his mom believed she raised an artist, not everyone was thrilled, said the paintings are useless. They're no good. So... God grief. But you know, it's apparent. This is wonderful. This is a Picasso. I mean, look at Hunter Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are known for having skin that fills estheticians with joy. I mean, there's a reason they have that phrase, as smooth as a baby's bottom. But look, there's always a profit everywhere you look. So now we have Baby Dior. I'm sorry. Baby Dior, a complete skincare line for little babies. You don't need skincare. That's yeah. why people say, I want skin as smooth as a baby's. Their skin is already perfect. Never underestimate the uh, stupidity of American people and consumers. The Dior site describes the line as a tender, poetic collection of an ode to the first steps and emotions of an infant. A wow. tender, poetic collection? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, do you have them? Microphone in your sock. Do you have any poetic collection music? Uh, Not off the top of my head. Let me see what I got here. Uh, You can purchase the baby Dior line. It's 115 bucks. Of course it is. That's just a ploy to make money. Don't fall for it. You think so? Anyway, the new product includes a pear-scented face and body moisturizer. Hmm. And if you want to add the uh, cleansing water, because you know little babies need cleansing water. No, they don't. Yes, your child's wrinkly old face will now look brand new, just like it did yesterday. Do you, do you like that, baby? Do you like? Let me put some moisturizer on your arm there. Oh God! Yeah, I'm sorry. Turn over, turn over. Okay. All right. A little bit on your face here. Your face is dry. All right. The scented water with hints of pear. Wild Rose and Wild Musk retail for 230 if you want the complete kit to keep your baby moisturized and oh, no. wet. <laughs> soggy. <laughs> Doesn't baby. like it. Come on, it's Baby Dior. I spent a quarter of a hundred. I've spent $230 on this. Look, you're still soft. <laughs> 26-year-old Campana Balan from India was awarded a Guinness Book of World Records for the number of teeth she has in her mouth, 38 oh. in total. Oh, how many do I have? Hang on. Balan has six more Did than the average person. Did you start counting your teeth as well? Balan has six more than the average oh. person. Holy cow. I don't know how many teeth I got. Do you? She looks like a cartoon. Anyway, she has uh, four extra mandibular teeth on her lower jaw, and she's got uh, oh. two extra... Maxillary teeth on her upper jaw. How many does she have? And she has two that haven't grown in yet. So she's got 38 teeth. Holy she needs cow. to go on one of those uh, competitive eating things. Right? 38. Her, her, her uh, dentist said uh, you should remove them. She said no. They don't cause her any pain. And she has two more coming in. So he said, all right, wait till the other two come in and we'll Are see. Are they gross Yikes. or do they look okay? I don't know. I haven't seen the picture. 
Oh. There they look like enough. I mean, like I said, she get that Joey Chestnut guy run for his money. <laughs> oh no! So here's something nobody ever really talks about: the cornucopia on the table, wasting space where food should be. Now, Jill, have you ever had a cornucopia on your table? Jill I've strikes not. me as a cornucopia, no, a little wicker any... horn that holds no. your fruits that no one eats. I don't have cornucopias. I have learned um, from the television how to make make a cornucopia. But I've never done one. You sat through one. a program on how to make a cornucopia. You it was on Food Network, and they made it out of a waffle cone, and then they stuffed it full of veggies and dip, and it was on everyone's plate. It was like a little appetizer. It was You're cute. Stuff them with ice cream. Yeah, or well, you could do that too. I didn't know. I just I saw how to make it, but I, I'm not a corn. My house is already decorated for Christmas, so. No, there's no cornucopia. So, um, yeah, they were traditionally used in Western Asia and Europe to hold and carry newly harvested food product, but now oh. they just. Sit, okay. It's a horn-shaped basket that sits on the table and takes up room. It's hard to set it, down. Well, well, you could yeah, it wobbles over, but you could use it to hold your fruit. It could be like your fruit basket. Yeah, that's what they say, but out. most people stick the Christmas balls in them now. Oh, that's mixing <laughs> holidays. That's blasphemous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But <laughs> Better uh, to skip it altogether. What an absolute waste. <laughs> oh, boy. Hello. I am a cornucopia. I'd like to sincerely apologize for being a completely useless basket without a handle that everything spills out of. I regret being the second dumbest thing on the table <laughs> after green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. If you really want to bore everybody at Thanksgiving dinner, mention that corn you means horn and copia means plenty. And I was originally made out of a goat horn. <laughs> That's a fun fact nobody finds fun at all. If somebody brings me to your table this holiday, I understand if you're disappointed that they didn't bring wine instead. Apologetically yours, a corn ucopia. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. This will be the worst Thanksgiving dinner ever. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 